Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, Episode 16. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe podcast, where each and every week we try to inspire, educate, and empower you to live healthier. And uh, I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And in these episodes, yes, in these episodes, Jamal and I like to uh, get on by ourselves and uh, discuss takeaways from this week's previous episodes and any other things that come to mind. And uh, this week we had another great interview. Uh, Maha Al Musa joined us and uh, it was a very powerful interview. Maha, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. Yeah. And um, the title of this week's podcast was Healing Through Birth with Maha Al Musa. And um, it was a great interview. I enjoyed um, uh, talking with Maha. She shared some powerful information, powerful insight and wisdom in the area of birth. Mm-hmm. And um, I hoped it helped a lot of women especially, but men and families to understand the powerful uh, experience that is called birth. And um doing that interview certainly brought back memories to our birthing experience with Soora um, we did share within the episode that Jamal and I, we did have a home birth of our five-year-old daughter who will soon be six next month, Soora, and just that experience and my personal experience of going through birth. And, uh, you know, it was great talking with Maha because she shed some light on such a powerful experience. And I hope it helped women to, you know, view birth in a different light. Um, and it was about shifting the mindset of moving away from fear and stepping into it and and understanding the powerful experience that it is. And, uh, you know, we just want to dive into some of the key takeaways that uh, we had during the interview. So, um, Jamal, what was one of your takeaways? Well, first of all, I thought that it was an incredible show. I really... Uh, really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, even though I am a man, um, I really, um, have a passion for just the sacredness of, you know, birth Mm -hmm. and everything that, that surrounds it. Um, it, it fascinates me. And, um, the experience that we had, uh, you know, with our birth was, um, was amazing. Yeah. And, the thing is, it just it made me really just reflect on how bad the um, the health education in our country really is. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know we'll go through an entire education process and not know anything that truly matters in our lives. I mean, you know, we learn about um, aspects of you know science, and we know we learn. Um, history and you know we learn all of these complex mathematical equations you know we learn how to um 
take tests, take standardized tests. And, you know, we learn how to prepare for college and, you know, go through college and write dissertations and do all of these different things. But when it comes to the wisdom of the body, when it comes to the things that matter the most in your life, like you only have one body, you only have this, you're giving this one body in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and you're not taught how to understand your body. You're not taught how to upkeep your body. You're not, you're not taught the process of, of your body. I mean, it's kind of grazed over You know, the average person has minimum education when it comes to understanding their body. So when their body goes through different shifts and changes, when when your body speaks to you, you can't even listen. You can't even listen to the wisdom of your body because you don't even understand the language. Mm -hmm. How could we go through an education process and you not know what? the language of your body is when your body is speaking to you. How can you not understand the, the, the birthing process? We sit in front of so many uh, men and women that don't even understand the birthing process. Mm-hmm. A lot of women don't understand the birthing process and, and what shifts happen in their body. And, you know, I, I just think that it is sad. It's sad overall the um just the perception that's put out there and the miseducation that's put out there when it comes to um birth um to to me you know birth is one of the most spiritual acts you mm-hmm. know and the, the the conception of a child is the one of the most spiritual acts that that you could ever do i mean you're creating a life form and, you know, when it comes to that process, spirit has been separated, you know, energy, emotion, you know, and just that that process of what's actually happening. It's 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 all been separated. And I think that it's important for you to pull those pieces back together for us, the conception and the, the journey, as well as the actual birth was a spiritual experience for us that right. that's what it was and that's and that's what it is and you know for it to be just crunched down into this um kind of quick process um in a lack of understanding to me it it's a disservice mm. so i hope if anything that this show begin to open you up i know for a lot of people it pushed you it pushed your mind a bit and i'm sure during the show a lot of people looked you know, in or listened in kind of like as a skeptic in a sense. Right. <laughs> but it's good to be pushed. And I challenge you to to relax into the resistance that, that your mind is, is um, you know, giving you. I was looking at, um, I was on Facebook the other day and uh, I was looking at an image that uh, someone posted it was um, a woman, she was laying on her back um, and she had a camera up and her her um, children were, she was laying on her back and her, her bro- children were breastfeeding. One child, he was older, he was probably, I would say maybe four. Mm-hmm. He was about four and the other child was about two. 
And, um, you know, one was on the breast, the other one was running around laughing, playing, and then he would come and he would get on the breast and he would um, drink. And then the other one would kind of laugh and get, you know, get up and talk and, you know, um, maybe run around and come back and breastfeed. And she's just kind of talking leisurely and just telling everyone just about the beauty of um, breastfeeding. So, you know, someone posted it up. And I just read the comments, just the comments alone that came, the backlash that came from that, you know, mm. just because, you know, the the woman, she was attractive. She was very attractive and she had large breasts. So just because she was attractive and had large breasts, um, everyone automatically looked at it in a sexual way. Right. They looked at it as if, you know, like she was almost like sexually ab- abusing her children. Mm. You know, just the comments that uh, that they were making, the disgust that they had because she was on her back feeding her her um, her children. And, and I think that she did it to make a point. Right. Just to, you know, just showing herself like that. She was making a point. You know, it's not... It's nothing wrong with breastfeeding, but, you know, her taking that particular angle um, from the video, she was making a point. But just looking at what everyone was saying as far as, um, you know, saying, oh, they're they're too big. You know, the children are too big for for that. You know, she ought to be ashamed of herself. And she's just sitting there with her her chest out Mm. and, you know, um, just just the comments. And it just really made me. Um, think about just how bad it is when it comes to our education. Like right. she's she's feeding her children. That's what she's doing. What what we're like? What is going through our minds? Like maybe we need to check ourselves if we're we're feeling some kind of way. If we're feeling uncomfortable and uneasy about someone feed you know feeding their child. That's all that she was doing. Right. You know, and it's a miseducation to you know to start feeling some kind of way. When uh, uh, women are feeding their children and they decide to breastfeed until until the child wants to wean. One of the things that Maha spoke about yesterday, and this was actually um, education for me, too, because um, based on the um, the World uh, Health Organization, um, they encourage you to, to breastfeed for at least three years, you know, um, and that could have changed. But around the time when uh, Taora was born and we were doing our research, they were recommending to breastfeed for at least three years. Um, four years is, you know, even better, mm-hmm. um, which is which is what we did, which is what we did. But based on what Maha was saying, it actually makes perfect sense. That first set of teeth is really kind of the, the you know, for that first set is when they're still um, breastfeeding. So, you know, they can technically breastfeed all the way up until um, those teeth fall out, you know, so you can go a lot longer than, you know, for, uh, you know, four years, you can go for, for longer. But also I think what Maha was saying is when older children, like let's say three and a half, four and up, when they nurse, it may be like once a day right, before right, yeah. they go to bed. And I think people envision like these older children every three hours on the boob. Right, like, feeding all the time. Yeah, but right. when they're eating solid foods, the requirement is less. And it's less. more of a connection and nurturing. But there still is nutrients, nutrients in the milk. There, like but she said. most of the nutrients does, you know, come from their food. Right. So I think a lot of times that's the misconception. 
Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I I totally I, I totally agree with that. Um, and you know, it's just it, it to me it it we have to push ourselves because a lot of times people actually get mad. Like they get mad when they see right. um, people breastfeeding for longer. Like I remember people used to actually get mad at, at Kim, you know, mm-hmm. like if they saw, if they saw Saora at three, if Saora came over and breastfeed and they're looking at her like, girl, when you going to, you know, get mm-hmm. that girl off of the, off, off of the boob, yes. you know, like what is going on here? You still, uh-uh, you still breastfeeding that, that girl. Get that baby off of that breast. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like why, why are you upset? <laughs> because she's nourishing and has that connection with her child. You know what I mean? We have to change our perception and push ourselves to be more open to something that that is is natural. Right. You know, so if anything, it just really um just opened me up to just how far we have to go with something that's natural for the woman. If this is a natural occurrence between right. a mother and, and child, this whole natural process. I mean, if we look at TV right now and we look at the shifts that are happening in uh, TV right now, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, TV from the 50s, you know, if a woman had her, her shirt just kind of buttoned down a bit, like that was, you know, that was like risque, right. you know? And now, now we have... Um, actual sex scene, you know, like same sex sex scenes, you know right. what I mean, and and that is actually becoming normal now. You know, th- it, that was un that was just a couple years ago that was uncommon. Now we have, you know, like same same sex sex scenes on on you know regular, um, you know, t- national TV, not even like a, a cable station. Mm. You know, we have that. And people are are more ex- accepting of that than they are a um, woman breast a woman breastfeeding, you know, or a woman breastfeeding an older child, right? I'll put it that you way, you know, or or a woman breastfeeding in public, in public, you right? Know? Um, and it's still it's still that just misconception of of birthing overall. So I I just think that the education process is so important and and obviously we're not getting it. So it's important for you to to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I know for me, when I was going through this process, like when we were going through it, I just wanted to be involved in it. You know, Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, okay, what is going to be my role as a man in this birthing process, right. you know, because a lot of times the men just kind of stay out of it. You know, this is a, you know, this is a, the, the woman's thing, you know, so, um, you know, she's, she, a lot of times, you know, she may go to the doctors by herself or with a you know, her mom or, or whatever. And that the whole process is really doesn't include the man. So I wanted to find my role in it. So I did my research. I, I read books you know, I wanted to be just as a part of it. I wanted to be at all of the the doctor appointments. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be a part of of this process because it is sacred. You know, this is this is a a process between the man, woman, and the baby that that's growing. Right. You know, and this is something that you know all three of of um, parties should experience together and and make it sacred. You mm-hmm. know, so doing that process is important to get. Education. I remember we um, we took a course together. 
um, we took the the Bradley's method course. Right? Yeah, we took the Bradley's method course. Yeah, yeah, we took the Bradley's method course, and then I know you did some hypnobirthing, mm-hmm. and we made it a point to to yeah, we watch DVDs. Yeah, DVDs together every week. We got books. We read them. We read them together, mm-hmm. and and found we, YouTube videos. Yeah, and we really <laughs> made this a process of understanding. So yeah, by the time we got to you know close to the expected date like we were men- mentally physically emotionally spiritually connected to the process and and ready well i know maha one thing she said was you learn all you need to know about birth the birthing process and then you let it go and i felt like especially me i felt like that's what i did like i consumed so much information not to the point of being overwhelmed but actually of making myself more comfortable in understanding the stages of labor, um, understanding, you know, the three stages of labor. And when you get into the last stage, the transition stage is when most women feel that they cannot go any further. And they say, I don't think I can do this. And then that is the shortest stage is the most intense, but it's the shortest stage. And then normally after that, your baby is birth. And that's the same thing that happened with me. I remember mm-hmm. looking at Jamal in the final stage and just saying, you know, I don't think I can do this. And he's like, you know, you can do it because Jamal was my doula. (laughs) And the doula is a a birthing assistant um, helping the mother during the birthing process. Um, What episode was that? Um, That we we spoke about that? Yeah. That's a good question. I have to look. Yeah, But um, Jamal was my doula. Actually, with Maha, oh, I'm not sure. I have to check the episodes. But but yeah, Jamal was my, uh, my doula. And... Um, but the more, com- you know, the more information I knew, I was comfortable. And then it was just like submitting to my intuition when I was in labor. Um, but one of the other things that Maha, that we discussed with Maha is not viewing birth as a medical emergency. Um, I was so happy that we discussed that topic because mm-hmm. like Jamal was saying, the health education um, that most people receive is just not enough. It's glazed over. And for such a huge life experience, um, a lot of people do not really understand the process until they become pregnant. Um, some people, I'm not even going to say all, but some people do before they get pregnant, you know, get some education. But most people are are motivated to dive into getting that education when they're pregnant. And It's something that because it's such a life experience, you know, it's such a big experience in people's lives that when it doesn't work out, it breaks up relationships. That's how big it is. It severs families because of some trials and tribulations that some people go through when wanting to conceive a child. And, you know, it's unfortunate and it's so heartbreaking, you know, when people go through that. Um, But, you know, Birth is not a medical emergency. It's not something that women have to be saved from. And when you look at mainstream media and YouTube and even social media and the baby story, whenever a woman is in labor, what do you see? What do you hear? You you see fear. You hear screaming. You hear she's out of control. She has to be saved. Call the doctors. You know, go, 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 go. Just all this negative energy around something so powerful, something so amazing, something that a woman's body is built to do. And this is for not high risk pregnancies. 
you know, we're talking about normal um, pregnancies that don't have any complications. Um, most of, you know, a regular pregnancy, you know, a woman is built to have a baby. Like we, that's not all we're here to do, but that is one of the greatest gifts that the creator has given a woman, that gift of conception and birth. Um, and we're, this is what we're meant to do. But now the way the society is, it's taken as Maha has discussed with us, it's taken the woman and the child from the center of the birthing experience. And you have outside factors, you know, dictating what she should do with her body. You can't walk around. You have to lay down, put your legs up. You can't, you know, and how can a woman relax and submit to the birthing experience when you're not comfortable? Relax, being relaxed is one of the most important things during the birthing process. That's why Jamal and I decided to have a home birth because I was not comfortable in a hospital setting. But as Maha also discussed, it's not about a one size fit all. Every birth isn't the same and every woman isn't the same. And it's about allowing the woman to have a choice of birthing her child in an environment that she is comfortable in. So if you're comfortable at home, you should be able to have the baby at home. If you're comfortable in the hospital, you should be able to have the birth, your baby in a, in a hospital in a comfortable environment. If you want to have the baby out in the field where you feel safe, you should be able to do that. But it's about having the option and choice to dictate what you want in your own birth. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that is important. Just knowing that what you want is important um, because we talk to a lot of people and they don't realize that um, everything is laid out for them and they're just kind of falling forward, falling into place with things. Uh, but you can set things up the exact way that you want. You can have a birthing plan because we had a birthing plan. We had everything written out the exact way that we wanted the birth to go. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much went that way. The only thing that didn't happen was we wanted to do a water birth right and uh we didn't fill the um the tub we had this huge like jacuzzi tub you know it was inflatable and we inflated it up and uh, <laughs> we had it in our bedroom and uh you know uh kim was practicing her her hypnobirthing we had um you know we educated ourselves on the, the mind body connection and mm-hmm. she was in her like spiritual zone so she was so calm. She was so calm and centered through the process that when she was speaking to to the midwife, the <laughs> midwife was like, "Oh no, she you, you're too calm. Like the, the you know we still got some time." So the midwife told us to wait before we filled the tub, but, but we w- really should have filled the tub then. So when the midwife you know got there, she was like, "Okay, start filling the tub." So we're filling the tub, and it's like literally a quarter of the way filled (laughs) and she was and she checked to see how dilated she was and she was like oh wow you know like do you feel like pushing yeah do you feel like pushing but i was pushing the whole hour before she yeah she's like you feel like pushing and (laughs) two pushes and saora was out like literally two pushes and saora was out you know so saora was born before we could fill the tub up and and get a chance to have the the water birth you know everything is divine everything happens for a reason right so you know we were grateful um you know just for for the experience but everything went 
um, you know, according to plan other than the uh, the water birth. So now we know in the future, you know, like we're, we're going to fill that right. tub up early. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Dana, she just wanted to be careful. And, you know, sometimes, you know, women get ahead of themselves and they'll jump in that tub with down there. And she just didn't want any, you know, any problems. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, next time we're just going to fill that tub. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'll be sure not to let you get in there before <laughs> the midwife gets there. But, um. But yeah, it's a beautiful experience. Very, very beautiful experience. And I just want to say this as um, my last takeaway. Um, I, I, I thought that what she said was incredible and important. Just understanding that that rites of passage, right. you know, um, in African culture and many different ancient cultures around the world, we had rites of passage. And that taught us the lessons that we needed as we shifted into different phases of our lives. And I just think about women and just the lack of uh, education when it comes to their cycle, mm. um, their, their, um, when they get their period, and um, just miseducated on the length of time and, you know, the, the true shifts from a holistic spect- perspective of what's going in the body mm. and just puberty and things like that. And not knowing how to, um, you know, take herbs and, you know, do certain practices to help our bodies um, shift through this process so that um, it's not a turbulent process. Right. And then with the birthing process, you know, how to shift through and, and so that it's not a turbulent process. You know, so many women that we see um, they when they're going through menopause, for example, it's like they have no idea what's going on. Right. You know what I mean? And and a lot of times they're just like scared or they just want relief in mm-hmm. some type of way. And they go to the doctors and now, you know, they're doing things that they don't necessarily want to do because they don't understand how to transition properly through that process. Right. So it just made me think about that, which also kind of goes back to the education process. Mm-hmm. You you hit it right on the nose when you said when you said that a lot of times people um, women and and men do, doing the birthing process. That's when they study. But we should already know that. Right. We should, that that's the wisdom that we should already know as we're coming into our rites of passages of adults. Mm-hmm. You know, and before women become, you know, going into that area of uh, menopause, they should already be educated and know. Okay, this is what I need to do. This is the herbs that I need to take. This is you know the emotional things I need to work on. Like they should already know these things, right? You know, so um, I thought it was a good show on many levels, and um, you know, I, I hope that everyone enjoyed it as much as uh, as we did. Right, right. Yeah. And my my last takeaway, um, just really briefly was. Um, Maha explaining that, um, you know, like Jamal said, you know, a woman has three phases or rites of passage in her life, um, growing into puberty, getting her cycle, um, you know, motherhood, if you're fortunate and, you know, to have that occurrence and if that's what you want in your life and then menopause. But in our society, they try to force women into this box of like, her youth of like 25 to like early thirties and how an older woman, older women are not celebrated for their journey and wisdom that they've acquired. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I know for me as a 40 year old woman, every year I get more confident and comfortable in who I am, my beliefs and living my truth as opposed to my twenties and thirties. 
well, 20s, you know, you just second guessing yourself. You don't know who you are. And then as you keep evolving, but especially being a mother, being a wife and just having certain life experiences, you know how to stand firm in, in your conviction as you begin to age and get older and to welcome that. And because our society pushes women into this 20 year old box you know, in our society, when a woman gets into 30, she feels that she is old, that she can, you know, she starts to hear that biological clock ticking. And, you know, you start to put all this unnecessary stress on yourself. When in fact, Maha shared that she had her last child at the age of 46. And this leads all the way back to our episode one with Queen Afua talking about releasing the emotional baggages and blockages that we as women carry from traumas and negative experiences. And I know me personally, my work that I did early on in my life, taking Queen Afua's sacred woman training where I released and released negative emotions and traumas and things that I didn't even know I was holding on to from my womb certainly helped me during my birthing process. And my birthing process was also healing for me as well. So I just wanted to touch on that um, for women to celebrate who you are, where you are in your life and enjoy every age of your life and understand that the only biological clock that's ticking is a fictitious one that's put in, in your mind and you have to reprogram yourself and recenter yourself and understand that that is such a lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well said. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that, yeah, you good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, we're on the same page with that. Yeah. I, I, I say, um, if this is if this is new for you, if this is all new for you, just uh, just dive into it a little bit more. You know, it's a it's a whole nother world out there. Um, the 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 way that we've been taught, as far that of everything that surrounds um, birth, is just one way. It's just it's just one way, and there's so many other ways, so many other methods and you have choices Mm -hmm. you know as men and women you have choices that you that you need to explore i don't think it's right to be given one choice and just say here this is it right you you have many and you need to explore all of them and you need to decide what is best for you right what's the best way that that you want to go definitely yeah do you want to have a home birth do you want to be at a birthing center do you want to be in a hospital? But listen to this, because we saw a DVD when when we were um, when we were going through the birthing process. Women, some women wanted to have their birth in the jungle. <laughs> 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 some women wanted to have their birth in a pasture. We saw it. Mm-hmm. A woman wanted to have her, her, her birth in the ocean. You right. know, um, and it sounds bizarre. And you might not be that extreme, but you. But it's important to know that you have options of where you want to have your child, right? And the process that you want to take to get there, and just know that you can put a team together to to make whatever type of birth happen you want. You know that that you want to have. So I think that um that that's important. And I, I know this was a stretch for a lot of people, but I think it's a good stretch. It's a good stretch. Yeah, it's a good stretch. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap this show up. Yeah. Um, for all the uh, information that we discussed in this podcast, you know, previous episode links, 
um, anything that we mentioned, just shoot over to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash 16 and you will get access to that information. And also don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter list. Uh, we send out weekly newsletters each and every Friday with some powerful information that you can implement in your life to live healthier and you'll be kept abreast of everything Jamal and I will be doing currently and in the future. So, okay. So until next time, live healthier and have a happy new year. Yeah, definitely stay focused, everyone. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. To keep you on your path towards a happy, healthier lifestyle, we encourage you to visit jkhealthtribe.com for a free copy of the eight effective ways to lose weight and keep it off, as well as more content to help you find your health balance. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.